Hey guys, welcome back to the Cambridge Farm Podcast. My name's Kitty, and today we'll be discussing uh, 2021 Spanish Grand Prix results. Uh, Roman Grosjean back in an F1 car, and uh, Turkey being cancelled after replacing Canada. Hey guys, welcome back to the Canberra From Podcast. Now, um, I'm here with someone uh, from the Canberra From staff team, the newest member of the staff team, uh, Chloe. Hi everyone, I'm Chloe. I'm one of the new members, one of the new presenters, and I am very happy to be here today and to be joining Kitty with this podcast and to see how much we can develop in the Canberra F1 team. Well, not a team, but a server community. Yeah, thank, thank you for that, Chloe. Um, now, do you want to start us off with um, the Spanish Grand Prix? Actually, I'll go. We'll start off with the qualifying results, and then we'll uh, give, hand it over to you for the race results. Um, it was a very good qualifying uh, session in general. It was a an exciting one at points as well. Um, we never thought we'd see uh, a quite an exciting qualifying at Spain. Um, but I think the the turn ten that was newly reprofiled did help a little bit on that one. Now we'll go from uh, Q1 all the way to Q3. Nikita Mazepin, obviously 20th, no surprises there. Nicholas Latifi, 19th. Williams out-qualified by Mick Schumacher in the house, which is a good, strong showing from Schumacher. Kimi Raikkonen, 17th for Alfa. Um, Alfa Romeo, since it's two now. Um, Yuki Tsunoda, uh, 16th for Alfa Tauri. He was eliminated in Q1. Not a good showing for the rookie. George Russell... Uh, made it into Q2, but failed to get out of it. He sits 15th. Antonio Giovinazzi, 14th for Alfa Romeo. Sebastian Vettel, eliminated once again after a strong showing in Imola. Um, getting out... No, I think it was uh, Imola or Portimao, one of the two of them. Uh, getting out of uh, Q2 and moving on to Q3. So he dropped back down again. Pierre Gasly, Alfa Tauris. Both Alfa Tauris are in Q2 and Q1. Didn't make it through to Q3. Lance Stroll, 11th. So both Astons, not a uh, decent showing for them today. Or well, not today, but uh, for for last week. Fernando Alonso sits 10th, makes it into Q3 uh, for Alpine. Lando Norris, not a not a bad day for him, but it was out-qualified by his teammate Daniel Ricciardo, uh, who sits 7th with Sergio Perez in the middle of them. 8th, uh, not a strong showing for Perez either. Science 6th with Esteban Ocon, another 5th for him. Charles Leclerc, fourth. Valtteri Bottas, third. Max Verstappen, second. And ha- Mr. 100 poles in a row. Uh, Lewis Hamilton, not in a row, but Lewis Hamilton does get his 100th pole um, with only 36 hundredths off. Uh, Max Verstappen. Now, Chloe, do you want to hand, us, hand it off for the race results? Yes, yeah, so it was, I would say it was quite a boring race um, until it kind of got going. Um, the first few laps obviously wasn't the best. Well, with Max Verstappen taking the lead into Turn 1, it kind of gave everyone an edge. But apart from that, I think there wasn't much action going on until, I guess, the second, first second stint. But Lewis Hamilton did manage to grab the victory in the Mercedes by 15 seconds due to his two-stop, which he managed to make that work. Um, Verstappen finished in P2. Um, he did answer to the... Um, Two stop by Hamilton, but I think it was a bit too late. And um, Bottas in P3 in the Mercedes. Did he? I think he pit again for the softs. Yeah, he was on those two stops. Uh, yeah, I think he did by the end. Yeah. Leclerc, I didn't want to race myself, so. 
in P4, I think it's a very good result from the Ferrari. They're definitely showing how strong they can actually be. Um, Sergio Perez, P4, so, no, P5, sorry. So that's the Red Bulls also looking stronger. Daniel Ricciardo, P6, I think he had a very good race, actually. I didn't think he had that much of a good qualifying, so he did get it back in the race. Carlos Sainz, P7, finishes off the Ferraris. Lando Norris gets P8 um, in the McLaren. I'd expect him to perform better than Ricciardo, but... He didn't. He actually got P8. Um, Ocon in P9 in the Alpine, I think it's called. Um, he was, I think he was on the one stop. So he managed to get points. Gazi is the last man in the points, finishing P10. Lunchdoll gets P11 in the Aston Martin. Kimi Raikkonen in P12. Sebastian Vettel in P- P13, also in the Aston Martin. George Russell, I think that's a great race from him in P14 he definitely was within points in the last few laps but he couldn't get it unfortunately um Antonio Giovinazzi finished in P15 Latifi in P16 so the Williams are showing that they are not the bottom of the table (laughs) Fernando Alonso P17 Schumacher Mazepin P18 and P19 in the house so they didn't have a very dominant race and Yuki Sonoda, he actually DNF'd, and I think he caused a safety car in the race. Yeah, he uh, he parked off the side of the newly reprofiled turn ten after an engine problem. So engine or electrical, one of the two of them. But yeah, it wasn't a wasn't a good save for Yuki. Um, another thing for for Verstappen there as well. He was told um, that it will, on the radio that it will be uh, Hungary twenty nineteen all over again. He was warned. Um, and but I guess it it was just too much from a a challenging a Mercedes. So yeah, now that was um yeah it was a it was a not a as good of a race as we hoped. You know they even after the race FAA were saying oh yes we're we're actually looking into um taking out that chicane at Catalonia, but they obviously haven't ever done that. So um hopefully they do one day. Now, the next thing uh, we're going to go on to is the uh, Turkish Grand Prix. We discussed in the last podcast, um, obviously I was by myself, unfortunately, because Manos, Winners and Cloak wasn't around. Um, they had Canada cancelled because of COVID concerns. Then they replaced it with Turkey. And now Turkey's been cancelled and replaced with a double header at Austria. So that means that... It's, they said it's too, not safe enough to travel uh, to Turkey at the moment. Um, and the one thing I do have against FIA on this is if they were going to, you know, make a Turkish Grand Prix and um, make it happen this year, why didn't they check the COVID concerns before announcing, oh, yes, we're going back to Turkey? Because it doesn't make any sense. Um, so now it's re- so we now have the Styrian Grand Prix replaced um, Turkish um, so it's it's the Styrian Grand Prix leading up to the Austrian Grand Prix once again, uh, except it's the other way around this time. Um, now, oh, do you want to talk about the sprint qualifying uh, times at the British Grand Prix? Sprint qualifying, yes, I will. So, I was when this came out and when the news came out, I was really confused about it all. I didn't really get the full gist of what's going on, but. It's 
apparently a race run over 100 kilometers and it's lasts about 25 to 30 minutes and I believe is it just like what actually is it like I was really confused when it came out because I just had no idea what was so, going on so pretty much instead of the normal qualifying so well, they do have the normal qualifying it's, it is quite confusing it is they have fp1 fp2 then they'll have the normal qualifying um, which will set the set the grid for the sprint qualifying, and but um, pretty much the sprint qualifying is a, a sprint race like F two and F three have, um, which will and um, whatever their order is at the end of that sprint race will decide the grid for the rate the big race on um, the Sunday. That is just that really confused me because why would they have like FP one, FP two, FP three when they're gonna have this sprint qualifying after that? So. It's just so basically your result in FP three will be your starting result in the sprint qualifying. Is that basically what it's about? Pretty much, yeah. So if yeah. you if you started um, P twenty and you went all out, you know, to finish P five, um, like uh, you know you're doing a max Verstappen or something like that, then you know that would be your position on the grid, you know. Um, but I guess you'd have severe wear to your car, and um, some components would be need to be replaced and got penalties and all that sort of stuff so you can't really even though it's a sprint race you can't really go full power and you know put the hammer down and actually try and catch up to everyone if you start last um it's like just like a normal race you've just got to manage everything well yeah and there will be points awarded for the top three finishes as well which is i mean it's beneficial i guess when it'll be very interesting in the championship standings as well because it is very close at the moment, so even a point or two points could separate like the win at like the top of the standings. So I think it's it is a good idea, but it's just very confusing how it came out of nowhere, and I bet a lot of fans was very confused about it all. Mm, very true, and I think um, even you know we've had a really mixed up grid this year with the the lineup. Um, you know we had unexpected. Uh, signings at times like um, Sebastian Vettel being dropped by Ferrari or Perez going to Red Bull or um, Vettel to Aston Martin or you know Mazepin even being signed at all Alonso coming back you know you know the year was last year was very full of driver transfers and I think next year we'll also have a very big transfer market going on because Russell um, has his contract ending by Williams, he could go to Mercedes, replacing Bottas, Bottas could stay at Mercedes, um, Hamilton could retire from the sport, uh, Perez could be dropped by Red Bull at the end of the year, you never know, if he performs like he, you know, he's not really supporting Verstappen that much at the moment, he's still doing much better than Albon, but, you know, they still want someone to support Verstappen more, um, you know, Ocon could be dropped by the end of the of the year at Alpine, Gasly could go there, Bottas could go there, you know, Bottas could even join Alpha Tauri if Gasly goes there, you know, it's a, it's a very, very, very mixed up, um, will be a very, very mixed upgrade by the end of next year, plus the extra Gen 2 cars, um, and then you have, you know, the Alfa Romeos that could, you know, have some issues, um, I don't imagine Stroll will be dropped, although he doesn't have a contract, but, I mean, he's daddy's cash, so what do you expect? Mazepin won't be dropped, neither will Schumacher. Um, Schumacher could even be promoted um, to Alpha if need be. But, you know, that that's, um, I think, the way, the, the way the drivers perform this season will 
and, and especially those second drivers in a risky seat like um, Bottas, Perez, Ricardo, not Ricardo really, but Ocon, Gasly, Russell, um, you know, they're all waiting for a promotion or they're going to get a demotion if they don't perform well. So they need to step up the game and perform well because Bottas, he's, you know, I, although I he's my favourite driver, I'm still really concerned about how well he's performing this season. He's only uh, at 47 points compared to Verstappen and Hamilton, who are almost at 100, you know. They're, he's almost, like, half that behind. Um, and he's only just ahead of Norris. Uh, Perez is completely far behind to Verstappen, um, which is understandable. It's the start of the season. Ocon is out-qualifying um, and out-racing Alonso a lot, but obviously because Alonso is just only returned, um, it's an alright start for Ocon. Gasly, decent start, you know. Then there's people like Russell who haven't scored a point in the Williams yet. Um, obviously the Williams hasn't been that good. Hopefully he gets some points this year. Uh, we know he has scored points in that Mercedes when he went uh, and replaced Hamilton for COVID concerns. But yeah, it's next year I think we'll have a uh, stellar time um, with the, you know, with all the drivers and the new cars and everything. It's very good. Um, and talking about one of the old drivers, we have Roman Grosjean testing a Mercedes at the, at the Castellet. Uh, at the French Grand Prix weekend. He'll be testing that Mercedes uh, W10 championship winning car um, as promised by Toto Wolff after his accident in Bahrain. So that was that's exciting for Grosjean. Hopefully he uh, does com- can, pro- can, can prove um, that in his uh, um, in that car that he is actually a competitive guy. You know, um, Hopefully he can perform some really nice lap times in that. And we'll com- we can compare those to um, Hamilton and Bottas' lap times from France in t- 2019. So, yeah, that will be very exciting. And I think for next year, it's a, it's going to be a very annoying year for F1 to sort out the calendar. They've got so many calendar, they've got so many tracks waiting on hold. I think uh, if anyone would agree here, you know, they've got Miami. They've got they've confirmed. They've got Turkey that is still waiting for another Grand Prix after last year. Now it's been cancelled. Canada needs a return. Um, they've got Portimao that can be, you know, on reserve. Emila's there. Um, what else is there? Esteril's there probably as well. Um, Mugello. Uh, you know, two Austrian rounds as possible. Two British rounds as possible. Um, Saudi Arabia, Netherlands, Vietnam still can happen if, you know, they work something out. Um, you know, it, it's insane how how many of the tracks they have but don't use. You know, they can make an extra season out of that. Yeah, definitely. But yeah. I think um, we'll go on to the end of the podcast for today. Um, thank you, Chloe, for joining me. Um, it's been a real pleasure having you on. Um, That's okay. And... And we'll uh, see you next week. Um, and, Chloe, if you want to join me next week, you're more than welcome. Yeah, uh, sure. For the Monaco Grand Prix. That's going to be very interesting. Very much. We'll see if uh, Mazepin sends a heroic <laughs> into turn one. But we'll, probably. Uh, yeah, probably. Um, 
but yeah, thank you very much for that. And uh, uh, yeah, we'll uh, end the podcast here and make sure to tune in next week.